We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast here with you this morning. Pretty, pretty nice day. Pretty nice morning going on in the Oxford area today. We will uh, discuss the latest in NIL. I, uh, I I saw Ross Dellinger with another story yesterday afternoon. He apparently got a lot of stuff done over the course of the last months to all to put out kind of in a week here. And went, well, there's tomorrow's show. As, uh, it is a sequel to what we talked about yesterday for a while and is uh, very, very pertinent to a lot of different things. So we'll go through that a little bit. We will uh, probably hit that mock draft that we mentioned yesterday. And it also plays into uh, something I want to take. Neil's mailbag is up. He put some quarterback rankings up. I found a couple of those interesting, so I want to talk about that today. A couple different things there with uh, that and more coming up on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch special is 569. Two sides bread. 32-ounce drink when you're stopping into town. You can do that this weekend if you're coming in for Old Miss Missouri graduation weekend mother's day a lot going on here this weekend in uh in oxford also uh, when you fill up at the pump take a picture of the qr code download the birthing mobile person's out. day please, please. Birthing, birthing persons thank you ten dollars off right there a thousand bonus points when you open up and sign up at the exxon mobile app and again come to you from the clark ford studio we are clark ford's in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 call that number Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place if you're coming in for the uh, baseball series or whatnot. Come in, grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. Um, they got full bar, great beer selection, all that and more at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and uh, Rafters in New Albany as well. You know, so we always talk about, usually they talk about DiMaggio's 56-game streak and different things as far as unbreakable records. I ran across this last night. And, look, I think in today's launch angle world, 56 games in a row would be very complicated to break. I mean, that that is one of those... But this stat, I don't think I sent this to you. I sent it to a couple people last night. 
I saw this, and this this is seriously in today's world and moving forward, it will never change back. Not just not breakable, but not even getting on the record book page. All-time complete game leaders. So here's a stat for you. Okay. Cy Young first at 749 complete games. Do some math on that. It would take you basically 20 years of starts yeah. throwing a complete game every time. But, no, I, I, it gets better. So okay. the top ten runs down. A lot of these dudes pitched a long time ago, and I'll be honest, a couple of them I'd never even heard of before. Okay. Uh, Pud Galvin, Tim Keith, Kid Nichols, Walter Johnson, Bobby Matthews, Mickey Welch, Old Hosh Radburn, John Clarkson. Anyway, okay, get the point. John Clarkson is number 10, okay? Okay. I'm sorry, number 9. Okay. He has 485 complete games. The total complete game number by all active pitchers in Major League Baseball, yeah. 484. <laughs> this doesn't happen. All of them together can't get to ninth all time. How many complete games did Maddox throw, do you know? I mean, I can find it very, very fast, but no, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Because, like, Maddox, Kershaw... I mean, there's a handful of people that still that that in the modern era did it, but today that's just not something that really happens. I mean, it the game is so specialized now that it's not even an emphasis in any way. I mean, it just doesn't right. It doesn't even compute. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really do anything whatsoever. But yeah, I just found that interesting that all of them together could not get to. Uh, <laughs> Did not get to that point. 109 for Craig Maddox. 109. He had two seasons of 10 apiece. Yeah. Which is, that's pretty substantial. He had 10 in 1995 and 10 in 1994. But back in the days. And when, 8 in 93. I mean, old Hoss Radburn and stuff. They, they weren't real worried about UCLs. They handed this, him the ball and said, hey, This is your game. Hey, bud, today's you. And that was the end of it. Whatever happens, <laughs> yeah. happens. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's <laughs> they, they they weren't even counting the pitches back then. Through two hundred pitches, nah, so. Of course, old Haas didn't play travel ball as a ten year old. <laughs> he didn't. I mean, he didn't. He also probably threw like eighty three miles an hour. He did, and he probably wasn't trying to max out his velocity, and he probably wasn't throwing a lot of junk. So there's a lot there. I mean, we could you could attack it in multiple ways. So, do we know what we might get to it later? And if we need, if we need something to pass a little time for a minute, but do we just from an athletic standpoint, it's fascinating to me. Do we know what Josh said to Steph last night? Do we have any idea exactly what the quote was? No. Okay. That's got that's got a chance. It's got a chance to be an epic series. Yeah, we're we're on our way. Because last night is it poking the bear or is it not poking the bear when it's Jaw? Um, no, it's just just the way he plays. You're good with him saying whatever he said to Steph last night, leaving the arena. John Morant's a superstar. Yeah, sure. He had 47 last yeah, night. Yeah, John Morant's a superstar. I'd be if I were a Grizzlies fan and it was like Dylan Brooks saying it, I'd be like, man, shut up. Yeah, but no, John Morant's a superstar. I want my superstar to be like, hey, I'm we're here. We we are here. This is we are not waiting. This is not our. This is not our training ground. No, no, no. We're here. You beat us, beat us. But we're not going to bow to you because you once won. Yeah. Nope. We'll see you in Oakland in a couple days. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. If the plane makes it, we'll be there. I love that. I love the way Morant plays. I love everything about his game. It literally leaves nothing to be desired. 
He is a more skilled Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook is an assassin. He is. That's who he is. He is a more skilled Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's going to win an MVP. It's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, assuming his health. He's He's a tour de force. He is a special, special, special player. Incredibly skilled, incredibly athletic, an elite passer with a mentality that is just can't be can't be taught. And it plays with the chip on his shoulder and he plays with the joy. He's fun. He's great. I love everything about his game. And the Warriors will absolutely respond. Sure. Because they're champions. I hate them with a passion. But a lot of PTSD going on oh right God. now. Like watching yeah, playoff yeah. basketball. I mean, Carson and I had that game. I, I'm sorry, I had the game on, and every time Clay Thompson takes a shot, you just mm. you think everything's going in. Oh, I mean, I, every time because at one point I think the Warriors were four for eighteen from three last night. It doesn't matter. Home. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when if 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 Clay's taking the shot in a playoff game, I think it's going in. So. Yeah. But Morant's gotten that way. When he gets the ball, I expect him to score. They're a good team. They're a really good team. They've built a good team. They've built a good culture. Um, I thought, I, even though it, D- Dylan Brooks got ejected three minutes in and and some of that, and there was, there was uh, Steve Kerr said they were dirty, I thought, you know what? The, the, the Warriors hit first, mm-hmm. and the Grizzlies hit back. And so now it either gets a super physical series or both sides realize, okay, hey, we got to go play basketball. And I don't know which one it'll be. Probably going seven. I feel for the officiating crew in game three. Trying to keep it. Just, just, hey, let's not let this thing get off the rails. So what I found interesting, let's do this, and we'll get, we'll get into some NIL stuff in a minute, because there's a couple different things. You've got what Ross wrote yesterday about the incident below trying to fight back, and, hey, they got a task force, guys. We got a task force. We didn't go in. We didn't call it a commission this time, but we got some stuff. And then also the uh, the Football Coaches Association was talking about portal windows yesterday, wanting to get that passed. Yeah. But, I, mean, I know nobody feels sorry for coaches. I, I get it. But I, but my thought – we'll do it in a second. Yeah. So – but here's my take on this, and it's not actually the order. I don't give a crap about the order. Is you you listed the starting quarterbacks in the SEC this year and rated them one through fourteen. Obviously, there are quarterback competitions at several schools, so just whatever you want to mix for that. Yeah. But other than Bryce Young at one, when I'm looking at this list, if you told me that any of the other thirteen jobs, when we do a postseason list for this. If they end up five spots in either direction, I will buy it. There is no number two sure thing on this list of SEC quarterbacks. We're about to go into a year of, I don't know. You don't know. Who the hell knows? I went with Levis just because he was listed high on some mock drafts. But it's not like you watch Kentucky and go, oh, my God, that quarterback play is taking them. No. I mean, Hendon Hooker might be great, or he might throw it to the other team 38 times this year. Well, I looked up two different mock drafts, and they both sure. had they both had Levis in the top 10. And the first time when I saw Levis's name, I went, what? And so then I went and found another one, and it said Will Levis was I mean, you five. had Spencer Rattler at four, and he lost his job last year at Oklahoma. Well, and Rat- KJ Jefferson's a really good college quarterback and is not even a semblance of an NFL prospect. No, and you could make the argument 
just based on numbers for Jefferson at second. Sure. I mean, he threw for 2,700 yards last year or something like that. I saw it this morning when I was trying to do these rankings. I mean, I feel very confident about Bryce Young at one, and I feel very confident about whatever garbage Vanderbilt throws out there at 14. That's what I feel good about. I mean, yeah. Well, there were times. If you told me to name any of Missouri's potential starting quarterbacks, (laughs) I would have had a very hard time with Brady Cook, Sam Horn, or Tyler Macon. Yeah, I didn't know any of those names. Dude. I was today years old. I mean, and then Auburn's like doing parody on us. They're just throwing a bunch of quarterbacks of past at us and picking one. Yeah, I mean. Calzada, Finley, and Ashford. And why do I put Stetson Bennett seventh? That's on me, isn't it? I'm wrong. He should be higher. I don't. I mean, I guess. He won a national championship. He's Trent Dilfer of college football. He's fine. It's not bad. Stetson Bennett's going to win you some football games. Well, that's my point. But they had like 15 players off their defense drafted. I mean, he didn't carry them. No. He's not going to do stupid things. Okay. Well, that means you're fine. Will Rogers is going to throw for 7,000 yards and his team's going to go 6 and 6. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Rogers from a ranking standpoint. Good quarterback. He's good. Really good college quarterback. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, his numbers are system based. But he's good. He's competitive. He knows the system. He's very good at reading defenses, and he's a he's a fighter and all that stuff. I don't know. It's one of the things that makes the SEC kind of unpredictable this year is outside of Young. And, I mean, I, look, Jefferson's proven. Hendon Hooker's proven. Will Levis is proven. I don't know what truly to expect from from Rattler. I think we sort of know what to expect from Rodgers. We sort of know what to expect from Bennett. We don't – Know what to expect from Haynes King. We have no idea what to expect from the Ole Miss situation. No. Uh, before last season, everybody goes, Anthony Richardson's a superstar. And then you watch him on the field and you're like, Yeah, I, say, I watched AR-15 and did not come come off from that. Like, I mean, that's why everybody goes, hey, portal, portal, portal. I went, why? Yeah, I watched him what? a couple of times. I was like, he's not very good. Got a cool nickname. I get it. There was no polish. You know, Jaden Daniels was not particularly good. At Arizona State. Yeah. There's no guarantee he's the quarterback at LSU. I mean, most people are saying it's Brennan. Fine. And as much as I like Miles, he's had a hard time staying healthy. And then the three at the bottom that I Yeah, don't I mean, I don't know. When you got three, you ain't got one. So it's just we've seen that multiple times over the years. It's just kind of hard to say. If you want unpredictability, this might be the year. So obviously no Ken Seals from last year. What's Mike Wright's story at Vanderbilt? Who is Mike Wright? Didn't he play a bunch against did Ole Miss? He play, did he? Yeah. Oh, maybe I got the wrong quarterback then. He was kind of athletic. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. He was okay that night. I would, I'd would. i rather have the guy run arounds a little bit. Yeah. I'm Vanderbilt. But, I mean, it's Vanderbilt. <laughs> well, you said they're going to get somebody. Well, I do think they're going to get somebody. You think they're going one and seven in the league, which yeah. means they're going to go over on the year because they play somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. it's not a really bold pick. I just think they beat somebody. Carolina? It could be anybody. I mean, look at the list. Well, of, it couldn't be anybody. No, but look at the list of quarterbacks here. I mean, they could go to Columbia, Missouri and beat sure. that. There you go. Powell of whatever there, right there. Exactly. There's one. Vanderbilt might go 4-8. and eight. And if they go 0-8, they go 0-8. No one's going to spend a lot of time going, told you. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not running to Vegas on this. I just have a feeling they're going to win a game. Maybe it's I look at Clark Lee and – Cheer for the guy. Somebody had Anthony Richardson 12th in a mock draft. 
I just don't. I, there, there, there's I, I mean, there's no way. I'm sorry, but no. That's not even in the realm of possible. No, I mean, I would be the hand-raised guy in that room right now that went, no. Do that and I quit. Not on my watch. And they would say, well, get out. And I'd say, good. Yeah. And then I'd go leak it. Work for any other team. And- I'd go call everybody in the media and go, let me tell you what just happened. Yeah, these morons. <laughs> They're going to take Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, that Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, anyway, we got plenty of time before we get to that, but I just – I saw it and I went – it. it I'm not suggesting parity because the good teams are the good teams, but from a quarterback one-week standpoint – Sure. There could be one week where we have crazy results in the league well, and everything and it, jumps it, all over the place. It's the A&M thing, right? You know they're going to have talent all over the place, but we don't know what Haynes King is. In the game and a half that he played last year, he was just sort of there. He was at fine, whatever. There were some picks. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, everybody over there swears that he's the next Johnny Manziel. And if, and if, if he is, they're going to be really, really good. But if he's not... I don't know. They, they're going to play a bunch of games they could lose. He's not the next Johnny Manziel. Well, I feel very confident about that. Your anti-A&M bias shines through on these shows. Give me eight and four. <laughs> Just please, give me eight and four. <laughs> Preferably with loss at Starkville. I mean, you know what I'm cheering for. <laughs> please. I mean, I, I mean, I have a really hard time when they go, hey, one's going to go seven and five, one's going to go 11 and one. Texas and A&M, go, take your pick. And I'm like, yeah, that that my I'm like that Miami A and M game. If you could give me a cane win, I would say, "Oh, <laughs> sign me up!" Thank you, Miami. One of the two schools that the NCAA has sent inquiries into oh, about yes. nil stuff. Yes, inquiries, <laughs> not investigations. They want to be clear: we are not investigating. We're just sending a memo. We're inquiring because Miami, and then you know those god awful recruitnicks at BYU. Yeah, uh, hold on. Are they going to BYU? Yeah, it was Miami also? and BYU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because BYU is the one that is killing the portal game right now, guys. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you're asking for the jokes, and we go, God, they're so mad at Alabama, they're punishing Cleveland State. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, that's what you're... <sighs> What's BYU done? They couldn't even get Dart. Like, I mean, I, what, are, what are we accusing BYU of? I don't know. They were one of the, it was in Dellinger's story. I, one of the ones they sent the inquiry. It was in like the literally the very last paragraph. Even Ross is going, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I can't, I, I have to put this, but it's going in the seventy eighth paragraph. At this I didn't, point. Make, I didn't make it to the end. Yeah, so nothing against Ross's story. I just, I just ran out of time. Yeah. We'll hit that in a second. We did. I tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the flow down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. As the weather heats up, so do the deals from Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy's mystery box is the ultimate Mother's Day deal. 20 pairs of socks for only $70 with code REBELGROVE. In addition to this incredible deal, use REBELGROVE for 35% off site-wide. You uh, visit deadsoxy.com, stock up on your favorite no-shows or dress socks, and step into warmer weather in style. As always, stay soxy. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. So go to gamechangerpatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. 
for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. Um, If you uh, need more information, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for the past 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call uh, Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, call people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com to see their website and their full menu. Also, you give them a call, 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com for an email. And go to their Instagram page. That's at johnstonhillcreamery. You can see everything from uh, Mother's Day menus, which they start pick up tomorrow on that, running uh, May 5th through 7th. Everything from high tea trays and dessert boxes to artisanal cheese boxes and chocolate-covered strawberries. All their cheeses made locally and in-house every, every single day. And they've got a couple new cheeses coming as well. You can see videos and more about those there, again, on Instagram. So uh, put your orders in, head in, maybe even schedule a cheese class for you and at least uh, or up to 12 of your friends. So, again, 662-419-9201 right there off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane in Oxford. So a couple different things coming out yesterday. First, the transfer window. And here's my deal with that. I don't know. Somebody getting a lot of press these days, Todd Berry, he's the executive executive director for the American Football Coaches Association, said his group would like two transfer windows for players to enter their names in the portal, one from the final Sunday in November until the early signing date in mid-December, so we're talking November 25th to December 20th-ish, somewhere in there, and then another from April 15th to May 1st, which would coincide close to the end of spring practice for most schools 15 days. And again, you don't have to transfer. You have to get in the portal by those days. Right now, the only requirement that is there at all the entire year is that players must notify schools that they're entering the portal by May 1st of each academic year. Don't even necessarily have to have the paperwork completed. Just tell the school that that's what they're doing by May 1. But here's my deal. And I understand. And I get it. But I don't. I feel like this is a little bit of legislation just to have legislation because when I look back at the last year, for the most part, that's what the kids are already doing. That's that. That's just a a function of society and the way the calendar works. Is we do have those windows. I mean, it might shrink it a little bit, but that's not fixing anything. You're moving this April fifteenth to May one thing by a day, two days at most. And most kids are doing it as soon as the season's over. And if you, I, I, I don't really understand what this legislation is trying to do because that May first thing still keeps summer changes out of the way, and kids are already moving in those dates. So what, what, what is our purpose here with this? Am I missing something? I don't think so. I guess the only thing it would prevent is it would prevent a roster getting tampered in May when you haven't really had 
time to prepare for it and a kid jumping in the but there's already a window you already got to tell the school by may 1st yeah it's true I don't know. Yeah, this feels like one that the players had already kind of mapped out. This is when we're doing it anyway. It, I mean, it already happened organically. Yeah, to me, just kill the April 15th window if you really want to make a change. And I get the problems with that. I understand it. So I you just, would just, yeah. I get it. But. And the first window is what? End of November to mid December? Which is essentially when all these kids are doing it anyway. Yeah. Now it cuts it back a little bit. That does stop the kids from because right now the SEC rule: if you're going to go SEC school to SEC school, you had to be in the portal by February first. So it knocks a month and change off of that rule. You would only have three, four. When I, I do like a shrunken window, I do understand that, and I do think that helps. But for the most part, this doesn't change a ton. So I got this question in the mailbag, and Mark just said it on the chat. What do you think about this idea that you can't sign NIL deals until after one season at a school? In theory, I like the idea. I see no way of it getting passed. Yeah, I don't think – my answer was I don't think anybody would have the appetite to propose that because you're going to get labeled immediately. You're going to get attacked when you propose that. Kids are going to say, oh, it's not cool. So you want me to play one season for free? When all the deals are in place, they grandfathered in or they all get cut. I mean. Yeah. Again, I go back to what I said yesterday. They had an opportunity to look down the road and say, okay, let's come up with some regulations. And they didn't. And then they just said, go for it. And now they're trying to rein it back in. Now they're trying to go to these collectives and go, hey, you can't recruit. I know you're going to get to that in a minute, but. The collectives are are going to push back and go, bullshit, watch us. Okay, so that story, I mean, it's it's the story of yesterday more than the transfer windows. I just wanted to hit that because it happened, and I, I don't really understand it. To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It is, again, this is coming from Raw, Sports Illustrated. You can read it there. Uh, college leaders are together in Phoenix, I believe, this week is where it is. There's some AD I'm sure conference. it's Scottsdale. It is actually Scottsdale. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay, it is. The byline is Scottsdale. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, come on. It's not. It's it's not. It's not Tempe. They're they're in today. No, they're not. They're not in Peoria. Okay. No. Not staying at the Holiday Inn Express. I can assure you. Yes, they're in Scottsdale. That is that is correct. So, university administrators are part of a task force to review NIL, finalizing additional guidelines. Expected to clarify that boosters and booster-led collectives are prohibited from involvement in recruiting. Multiple sources tell Sports Illustrated the guidelines provide more guidance to member schools on what many administrators are saying are NIL disguised as pay-for-play deals orchestrated by donors to induce prospects, recruit players off other college teams, and retain their own athletes. The new directives will highlight existing NCAA bylaws that outlaw boosters from participating in recruiting reminding member schools of guardrails that while in place for years have been bent and broken during the 10 months of the NIL era. Under a long-held NCAA rule, boosters are a representative arm of an athletic department and are not supposed to associate with or persuade prospects. We all made our jokes yesterday when we first saw this because it's the NCAA's fault. They could have fixed this from the start. They're, they're, They're trying to clean up a mess they made that is going to be very complicated to clean up. And there's lots of elements to this. 
proving this is almost impossible. So if it goes to court, state laws have sided on the side of these collectives to be able to do a lot of these things. But I will say this, because I, I was off a little yesterday the more I thought about it. The NCAA is saying that people who are already associated as boosters inside a school contacting a recruit prior to the, the, the student's enrollment is a violation, and it is. And it's happening every day. We all know that's what we're talking about, tampering going all, all across the country. Am I crazy? Why, why would – now, again, I don't know that they can do it. They've, again, they've allowed it. I'm not justifying the NCAA here. But why wouldn't they have a case under that basis? Should read Staples' tweet. It's no. a little smart-ass, but it's true. Go it's ahead. This is Andy Staples' yeah, go ahead. quote tweeting Ross's story. Sure. He says, I'm sure everyone is shaking in their boots about investigations that won't end until 2032. Maybe they actually finish one of the cases the FBI gift-wrapped for them before they start fantasizing about this. Sure. But you, from a straight logistical standpoint, why would that – I mean, again, okay. just, just from the standpoint, sure. why, why would that not be something the NCAA actually would be able to punish if you could prove? Well, look, they're, they're going to fight back on this. The NCAA is. You oh, knew sure. they, you yeah, knew we all they knew were. they were. But now you're, you're, you're taking on <clears throat> collectives that have – Either lawyers running them or deep, deep, deep pockets or deep pockets to go hire attorneys. Sure. And these collectives are going to say, you know what? I don't think you legislate us. So if you want to take us on, it's not going to be in Indianapolis in a boardroom or we're not going to meet you in in Covington, Kentucky and and hang out at the embassy suites. We'll just meet you in. But that would require the school. To put a essentially a stay or an order on the NCAA trying to fight it in Indianapolis. You understand my point? Because if the NCAA is ruling that these collectives are arms of the athletic department, that still makes the school liable until proven otherwise. We've seen that in all these court cases. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not defending the NCAA. I'm just saying from a straight logistical standpoint, technically the NCAA could run a normal investigation and pull these collectives in Simply by that one rule that if, if it is boosters, if we believe boosters are contacting recruits prior, then... But haven't they... But, but state law over overrides NCAA law, and state law allows these collectives to contact kids. Look, you know where I'm going with this, because you and I have this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. eight times a week. I think this is... But the NCAA is going to argue that that is not applicable because we are a volunteer organization and that we can make our own private rules no matter what the hell you want to say about it. That supersedes state law? I mean, okay, so if Texas... Again, I'm just... We're playing devil's advocate. (laughs) If Texas came out and said, nope, state law says that Jimbo Fisher can personally go to the top 100 kids in Texas and write them $50,000 checks... Okay. Are you saying the NCAA would go, oh, sorry, yep, Texas can just do that. Cool. Would it, would it be NIL? Well, no, because the school can't do that. The okay. school can't broker the deals. The school, the school can't, but the, but the Aggie Collective But you're can. missing my point. I I, I'm, I'm I being am. very hyperbolic on something that clearly would eliminate NCAA policy. And then, because by your justification there, if, if Texas made some really dumb state law, the NCAA would have to just throw its hands up and go, okay, sorry, yep, Jimbo can just pay the kids himself. I'm being hyperbolic on purpose. Yeah, to the point. and so, but and it's 
it's so hyperbolic that I'm having a hard time like staying in it. Um, I don't, that's not directed at you. Yeah, I no, just, I know. State law says that nope, our baseball program can give 25 scholarships to players, and that that is what it is. And then the NCAA says no, it's 11.7. That's my point. Yeah. Okay, let me bring it down. That one then. Yeah, you see I, what I'm saying? The I, NCAA is still going to look at it and go, "We're a volu- You choose to be a part of us, right?" Now, if you want to take on that, that we have a monopoly and we got antitrust deals, okay, well, we can have that conversation. But from the straight standpoint of, you guys can't break the rules just because you had a couple people in Congress inside your state or state legislature make a bunch of rules to say you can. Let's take this from another angle. Sure. The NCAA going after these collectives. And I understand their motivation because the NCAA looks at this and says they're. That's a good. That's a good example here. JM says weed is legal in some states, but it's still against NCAA rules. You're still getting punished, even though the state says you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Elliot Ness. Um, I look. This is David Ubbin yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, we should be okay with the end of the old college football. NIL and the transfer portal won't change the on-field product much, which is what I was saying yesterday. We'll just see more equity in who gets compensated. But it's not the end of college football. It's a bumpy, difficult introduction to a new world, to those no longer viewing the sport through the unconstitutional lens of the NCAA. It's a lot less icky and a whole lot more just. That's not something to fear. It's something to celebrate. That's what he says. I don't know, Chase. I don't know where it's going. I, I do know where I think it's going. I mean, look, we all want the NCAA to lose. I'm just looking at it and going, well, I mean, you're sp- the collectives, and frankly, the Grow Collective's done a really good job with this because they're careful. Sure. Is that a lot of these have gotten so brash yes. that you could have just skirted the rules a little bit and kind of made sure this happened after the kids got on campus and because look that's the part of this that is sort of getting glossed over here is once these kids get on campus pay them whatever the hell you want to we're only talking about having these brokering deals prior to them getting to campus sure if you get caught to me it's the ncaa has a fair argument there i don't understand how because state law is not saying, oh, yeah, absolutely, just go recruit the shit out of high school kids. Like, that, there, there's some fuzzy thing there. And, again, it's rules, not laws. Nobody's going to prison over it. But I, I actually think the NCAA has a case. Well, I, they definitely have a case because they've said it can't be used as inducements. But then everyone's using it as inducements. Well, yeah. So how do you select who you're going to inf- – who you're going to well, hit? Everybody's cheated under black markets forever, and they – chose people they thought they could hit i mean same thing i mean what's the difference i mean i agree with you but you're just, it's like everybody's doing 85 the cop's gonna pick somebody and pull them over so when you go let's 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 take the usc one sure so you go to the you go to the usc collective and you dig into it and you find that the usc collective mm-hmm. tampered with uh, my guess is they go and it, yeah i think that's possible but you know there have been a lot of states that haven't been as flexible with their laws as old, as Mississippi and Texas and Tennessee, where they're allowing the conversations to happen. Sure. And then simply can't legislate that, I don't believe. I so think that's, that's completely point. fine. So so where do they have a case against Miami? Because that's, how, that's what Miami has done. I mean, it's very clear what's happening. The Miami coaches are telling the collective, here are the 30 guys we want. Go contact them. And then they do. 
But it's like the Tennessee Collective, like you pointed out yesterday. The Tennessee Collective could legally, technically, pay a kid to go play for Air Force. And to just occasionally tweet something that the Tennessee Collective is awesome. Have an ice cream at Lambert's. Yeah, sure. There's nothing stopping that. That's not illegal. It's not even against the rules. Unless you can attach the school to it. And then the school can say, we can't control these collectives. We don't, we don't tell them what to do. It's just a coincidence that they keep working out deals with kids we yeah. want. And the NCAA is trying to argue that because boosters are running it, you are in charge of controlling them. Just like you would be any booster outside oh, of a collective. Well, that's a good point. But then the booster's running an independent organization. Running a private company. Can the school control what a private company does? Why would they be any less likely to control them as as opposed to have a bunch of boosters just got together and started paying kids 10 years ago? Because I think we're getting cloudy a little bit here. Paying kids prior to them getting to school is a, is a, the same level of illegal now as it was prior to the NIL era. Yeah. it's th- that that NIL has nothing to do with that. But we've determined that the collectives can pay the kids. They just have to – they can work after out they after get they to, enroll. Right. So see, Nico Iamaliva doesn't get a cent until he enrolls. Yes. But Jordan Addison doesn't... And see, that's the problem. He's already signed these contracts. That's where they're actually caught. But the money doesn't... No money changes hands. He doesn't get the money until he goes to school. Jordan Addison gets the $3 million after he enrolls at USC. I guess he doesn't move into the house until he's enrolled in classes. Yeah, I don't know. Again, things that all should have been legislated a decade ago wasn't, and now it's too late. It's done. Do you believe they will try to dig in and hammer in a year or whatever the timeline is, hammer when they see there's no quid pro quo, when they see that literally a kid has done no justification for a signed contract with documentation that they received a large amount of money? Do I think they could? Yes. Do I think they probably should? Probably. Do I think they will? To me, that's the avenue you'd have the best case for because it's you have literally documentation inside the NCAA offices of what this kid got. Yeah. And then you can look and go, okay, publicly, show me what he did for that money. But if all he had to do was do a couple of tweets, and that's what they're doing right now. The, the kids don't – here's the dirty little secret about this, everyone. The kids don't want to do anything. Mm-mm. They just want to get paid. I guess that's my point. I think you're have some kids that even don't tweet. There'll be some cases out there of straight slush funds. Yes, and then the, it'll have to be the right kid. Otherwise, it's going to look like they profiled. And they don't want that. Sure. I think both sides have to be really, really careful. And I think there will be a hell of a fight on where these things are actually fault. Yeah. Because, yes, collectives want them in court. Yeah. I think court would be a basis to block other things. I don't think court would be the baseline place to fight it. Well, I don't think the NCAA wants one of these legal battles. And you need the school. See, I think the collective to fight legally would need the school to go in with them. Because if the school sits here and sides with the NCAA, which is what a lot of schools will do. Sure. 
What's the collective's argument? My own school is going, nope, we're uh, uh, not touching that. Well, then you're leaving the collective out on an island. So what would happen if, let's, let's, let's bring it home. The NCAA goes to the Ole Miss Spirit Collective. Okay, sure. Because they're just paying a bunch of kids to occasionally answer some questions for a story. Sure. Like they had a story, I don't even know who the player was. I don't have access to it, but I saw the tweet. Jackson Dart had a difficult acclamation. A player talks about it. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's a work product there. Yeah, no, that, that, I mean, from a work product standpoint, that actually is is as legitimate as anything. Sure. I mean. So. But that's not really my point. My point is that you need the school. For the collective to win a, a battle, you need the school to side with the collective. And a school would be sitting there as an AD going, God, I've got all my boosters over here, and I've got the NCAA over here who I usually try to placate. What do I do? But, but to compete in the modern era, if, if unless NIL is going to blow up, and I don't think there's a chance in hell of that happening, I think you'd have to side with your collectives. Well, you should. Well, I think you'd have to. What's my point? Otherwise, the collectives go, screw you, we're out. And that, now you don't have any, any funds, and you, if you can't pay, you are not going to play. Yeah. Because this is absolutely pay for play. And I guess that's my point, too, is we have not had – we've had court cases between schools and NCAAs, but they all still kind of play nice in the sandbox. It would be our first indication of, no, we're completely – we're siding with the boosters. Schools never side with the boosters. No. So if we have a school publicly siding with boosters, that is the first splice to a breakaway completely because the rest of the conference goes, oh, wow, geez. All right. Well, this is which is why I don't know that the NCAA wants to test that. Okay. Well, the, got a final thought. We'll come All back right. to it in a second. Sure. Any spark, any service people across rural communities. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's any spark dot com six six two three one two three eight three one five nine. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So call the office for details. Again, six six two two three eight three one five nine. College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, whether they're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family. College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by uh, Pinnacle. Uh, Martin Palumbo and I will have a uh, Mind on My Money later this week. It's brought to you by Pinnacle. They've got uh, clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. If you're thinking about a uh, vacation, you want to have a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, Give him some parameters and a budget, and he's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by OPA. If you're heading up this weekend for graduation or um, the baseball series or both or whatever the case may be, stop by OPA. They have uh, euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar in Oxford. 
And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We've got a mailbag up, as Chase referenced earlier. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. Podcast is brought to you by Style Assembly just off the Square 203 North Lamar, Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 5. Give Kate, the owner, a call, 662-638-3163. You can also go to Shop Style Assembly on Instagram and Facebook. It's Oxford's newest boutique. Clothing, jewelry, shoes, purses, art, sunglasses, accessories, and more in a couple of different ways to uh, use them. It's a little different than the other guys. First, uh, pushing gift cards. you got Mother's Day. you got graduation. A lot of different events coming up here soon. If you're a Rebel Grow subscriber or podcast listener, just uh, mention that. And Style Assembly will add 10% to any gift card purchase. You can also use it in conjunction with the uh, wish list where ladies can come in, set up their list, sizes, colors, everything that they would like from the store. And then uh, you can go in, you can pick something off the list, get exactly what they want that they've already picked out. They'll have it gift wrapped waiting on you, or they even ship it if you're not in Oxford. So, again, that's just off the square, 203 North Lamar, 662-638-3163. So, do we believe that the NCAA has the resources, the taste, the confidence to take this all the way, or is all this a bunch of word salad, putting a bunch of guidelines and hoping that these mere words curtails things back a little bit? I think it's that. I think it's the latter. We're going to punch a bunch of rolls in and hope you guys chill out, or at least don't be so brazen publicly about it. Because I mean, one of the things that's happened is NCAA has gotten embarrassed because you've got all these stories about all this stuff where you look up and go, "Hey, we just are giving you a straight middle finger and moving on with our day." We know we're breaking the rules. We understand what the rule is, and we're saying, "Yeah, you can't do anything about it." So we're just going to do this. Well, I'm also pretty confident that they're not comfortable with the media coverage. Well, no, it's been it, it's been as hard against them as anything is ever hard against them from national media. Yeah, I mean, again, they're used to placation. They're used to everyone completely kissing their ass, and instead, people are talking about, "Hey, this is the this is literally this is in the athletic." David Ubin, who's their national columnist, it's the end of college football as we know it, and here's why I feel fine. That can't be something that the NCAA enjoys reading. Yeah, and I think he's missing a lot of things, but sure, I get I the do premise. Too. You know, I mean, he. I understand what he's saying. I just. Yeah. But, you know, the NCAA can't be happy with that type of hyperbole. They spent literally a decade or, or more avoiding all of this, saying it would be bad for college football. And here it is. And everyone in the media is going great because everyone in the media is for the players getting paid. And the NCAA is saying this isn't what NIL was supposed to be. And that's where people like you and me go, yeah, but you should have seen this coming. And it is out of control. And it is off-putting to a lot of fans. I got that feedback yesterday after our podcast. Sure. A lot of people feel the way you were saying. It's a concern inside these athletics departments all over the country, especially at places that aren't realistically going to be able to compete at those prices. 
but it's here. And I don't think it's going away. I think we're in a crash course towards breaking off. As I told you yesterday, if I'm working at the TV networks and these deals keep getting struck, at some point I start saying, hey, we'd like to tell you what we would like. We're funding all of this. Here's what we would like. And I just think it's inevitable that that there's a breakaway. I don't know whether that's in a year or in four years or in 10 years. I just think there's a breakaway. I don't think the NCAA model, we always talk about what is sustainable and what's not. I think the NCAA model is not sustainable in this era. I still think there's some hybrid answer for revenue sharing without going to unions and labor agreements. Could be. But I believe that also will change college athletics to the point of maybe basketball, maybe football moving into that realm and essentially these schools being left up to having to figure out ways to sponsor other sports outside of that realm. Could be. I don't know. Really expensive club level almost kind of deals. Well, that would be one way to do it. You still have the Title IX elephant in the room that you have to deal with. I don't think Title IX would be part of a revenue-sharing program. Now, that's a whole different conversation in a lot of levels, but that that would be prohibitive to a revenue-sharing program. It would be impossible. So if that's required, it would rule out that possibility. Maybe it would. I don't know, but I I, I don't see how that that would impact and fit in at that point. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So... Story's worth reading. I mean, there's a lot here. Because um, like you said, I mean, what we're talking about is the argument. I mean, the collectives are the directives. A, a directive is if one person is handling it. A collective is multiple people handling it. Right. Um, the guy at Miami is a directive that's putting in like $10 million of his own money for whatever's going on at Miami with Life Wallet and cigarette racing or something like that. Yeah, Life Wallet's the big thing. Okay. He's doing something through like a boat racing team or something. I don't know. Um, point being, they're saying, no, the law was on our side. I mean, this is what this is coming back to. It's coming back to whether the NCAA can legislate above state law, period. That is, I mean, that is, when we boil it down to one sentence, that is what the sentence is, is that the NCAA goes, nope, we're an organization, we make our own rules, and they're going, nope, state law said I can do it. Yeah, so the NCAA is going to try to come down with a bunch of new rules at this Mm -hmm. deal in Phoenix, and... The next step will be, do the collectives go, okay, cool, or do the collectives go, uh-uh, you don't legislate us? Oh, and I mean, the latter is what's coming from right. the collectives. And then we get to where the schools are. The schools have to decide what's, where they're going to play, and it's that's... Yeah, what sandbox we in? Yeah, and then have fun with that. Gear up. Yep. At that point, gear up. That is... I do believe the uh, 25-person signing class is soon to be gone. I believe that there will not be any uh, signing class caps in college really? athletics. Yeah, I think so. I think that's getting hard pushed quickly. I think we're about will to 85 see. 85 still be a number? Yeah, the 85 will still be a number. But I think they would allow – because you, you, you can't, because otherwise we're 1950s and Alabama's going to sign 147 kids. Yeah. I think you have to – they're essentially telling schools, hey, look, the roster's 85. I don't really give a hell how you get there. Figure yeah. out how you want to get there and get there. Because, like, there's, he, they mentioned a school and whatever I read this morning that has 62 players, and that the way things have worked out, they have no ability to get to 85. So give them the ability to get there. Because it's, I mean, it almost becomes a safety issue. They don't have enough players in a position. 
so fix it where because of who they lost and everything going on, they can at least put people in warm bodies in those spots yeah. for, for a little while until they get it fixed out. I mean, it's 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 the scholarship getting changed would obviously what we're talking about with the eleven point seven went away would help would be a college baseball huge deal, but from a what would it look like for football? It would look a little bit like what baseball does. I mean, baseball has a scholarship total for the team. They have a roster limit for the team, but it doesn't really matter if you sign two or 37 inside that one class. You can do whatever you want to to get there. So I think there is going to be some semblance of that in football and basketball pretty quickly. I guess there isn't Marlin for basketball football um, at this uh, at this point. So yeah. yeah, you can do what you want in basketball. Yeah, same thing. You can, yeah. you, I mean, as we're seeing, every all across the country, you can pretty much get in on that. So. I don't know. New world, different world. Got a chance to be some popcorn stuff coming up. Though. Oh, it's got a chance to be an interesting summer. If if they come out of this meeting in Phoenix or Scottsdale. Sankey must not have been in Scottsdale because he hadn't been quoted. Usually they talk to Greg about anything. Yeah, so I got I the impression he was not there. I think it was only ADs and presidents. Oh. I think it was made up. I think it was only made up of ADs and presidents. I'm sure Greg's phone has rung a few times from someone. Yeah, even if it's like the like Scott Strickland going, "Hey, uh, yeah. so in the meeting, I'm so sure, and so." I'm sure Ross has called a few times. You think so? I'm guessing. Like a speed dial. I think he's got. He knows the number. Think so? Yeah. The bat phone where you go straight to. You don't have to. Yeah, he probably has access. Okay. We mentioned it yesterday. Just hit it quickly. The uh, the mock draft in the athletic for twenty twenty three. We said uh, C J Stroud, Ohio State, number one. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, number two. Will Anderson, number three. Um, not shocked by any of that. No. Um, Will Anderson can play anywhere you'd like him to play. Um, Who do you think? Just based on today, what you've seen, who's the better pro, Stroud or Young? I would take Young. I but lean, I'm okay either way. I lean I'm, that way too. I'm, I mean, but they're both really good. Yeah, I trust both of them. Got no issues there. Uh, number four corner Georgia Ringo. Um, let's see. He had the pick six of Bryce Young in the national championship game. For those who remember that, that kind of set the tone for that oh, yeah. one late. Yeah. Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. We've mentioned that a lot. Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia, number six. So the Bulldogs are still going to be talented next year. They're they not going to suck. Thing. So you're saying Georgia replaced some of these guys with good players? Here's what's interesting. Everybody wants to live in Athens, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, look, the varsity. When <laughs> I can get a chili dog. Um, Is it still open? I would assume, right? The one in Atlanta closed, right? Did it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tower Van Dyke, quarterback Miami at number seven. Like, what's funny about this is, yeah, you got – Young and Stroud, and that's going to carry this thing. But after that, you got the same issues you got in this quarterback class. You're just throwing darts. I mean, the kid was really good. And in, in, well, I'm in, cheering in for my boy Van Dyke in College Station now. You're all in on number <laughs> nine, I think, is his number. Hell yeah. I'll be all canes that day. All in. Oh, for sure. Woo! P- putting up the U. Another Ohio State wide receiver at number eight. Clemson, Nolan Smith, an edge person at Georgia, 11. I mean, my God in hell, three of them, three of the top 11 next year. Yeah. Eli Ricks, number 12 at Alabama. No, no, no. It's not going to work out. He got some trouble. He's 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 done. Not going to get gonna drafted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably still going to be okay. He's, he'll, 
He'll sit out the first half of that Mercer game. I mean, he was better than Stingley in 20, but... He's awfully good. I mean, Stingley was not apparently all in with the Tigers. I don't think I at think that that's point. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, scrolling for... Uh, uh, Kishon Boot, wide receiver LSU, 14 to the Vikings. Butte. Yeah, that's right. Um, LSU back-to-back picks. Their, uh, their edge, Ujlari, number two, number 15 to the Patriots. Um, got a Northwestern tackle in there in number 18, mm-hmm. Big Ten. Oh, yeah, I Big mean, Ten got, offensive got, lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, got sir. That, got that going. Where did Linderbaum go? He was first-round pick. Uh, he went he? early. He went like uh, – um, where did he go? He went – Baltimore, I think. Was it? I went to went to the Ravens. Okay. Jermaine Burton, wide receiver, Alabama, twenty one. Zach Pickens. Burton was the one that was going to get in the portal and then didn't. Okay. Anyway, it matters. He's going pro either way. Uh, Bengals, Pickens, South Carolina defensive tackle. The center at Georgia, Van Praan to the Texans at twenty four. Uh, Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee at twenty five. Phil Longo, wide receiver at twenty six. Bijan Robinson, the running back at Texas, who I do like at 27. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah, I mean. Good I, player. I root against him, but yeah. Uh, an LSU DT at 28. Uh, Jalen Catalan, the safety at Arkansas at 31. And then our boy Jordan Addison, number 32. Yeah. It says Pittsburgh, but we'll mark that out and put <laughs> SC on that as we as we move forward. Well, it's not done yet. Whoa. SC has not contacted him yet. He just just now got in the portal. Well, somebody wrote that. Yeah, that it had nothing to do with an. No, no, just, just about playing opportunities. An opportunity to play in a different system and enhance his NFL stock. The football decision. Of course, it was. LSU has three first round picks in there. It's why they don't suck. I mean, they... it's it's. It's why I'm I'm a little hesitant. This was I wrote about this in the mailbag. I'm a little hesitant to do the just WWW thing because you're you are playing talented rosters. LSU has talent on its roster. I mean, Ole Miss does too. Just saying, Kentucky's the interesting game. I keep coming back to it. I feel like we're going to talk about Kentucky a lot this summer. We probably need to get a Kentucky guest on soon. Now that they're through obsessing over Shade and Sharp, I guess they're not quite over. They're that never yet. through obsessing over something basketball related. Yeah. You should be proud of me. I had a couple jokes on there, and I didn't even go there I completely. I did not make your life more complicated than I really could have right there. I, I, I you could have made mine complicated. Yeah, I could have, and I decided not to. Okay, I showed restraint, little power right there. Ooh, okay, moment passed. Sorry, was it Tamil? Related? No, it was not. Okay. No. All right. Ooh, okay. Seahawks Buccaneers set for first ever Germany game. Saw that. Going to Germany. Saw that. Playing in Munich. The Giants are going to London. They're one of the London games this year. There's not going to be a team in Munich one day. A lot of Saints fans who are also LSU fans had worried because there was a rumor that Saints Bengals was going to be one of the overseas games, but it is not. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that to be your London game. Like, let's no. come on, guys. Let's yeah. let's calm down. Let's... Burrow and Jamar Chase back in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's not. That'll do it be a London. hot ticket. The NFL showing some sense there. That would have been stupid. 
there'd been no reason to put that game in in London. No, like go put somebody else in London. No, that's a that's a high that's profile a home game. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think the Saints make the playoffs. Oh, I do too. I just don't think they have a chance in hell of winning the Super Bowl. So you're in purgatory. Defensively, they're going to be really good. They are really good defensively. They got Matthew signed, by the way. I was not aware of that being finalized last yeah. time we talked about it. The Saints defense versus the Bengals offense fun. would be fun to watch. And Jameis will throw it around to everybody. And we'll get, yeah. Get, yeah. get a game going. Yeah. Uh, it's equal opportunity. Going to make this thing interesting. We're, we're wearing white. White jerseys. He's got contacts now. We're good. Don't worry about it. We're fine. I mean, the, the things you'll tell yourself and believe in over the course of the months is this week we're wearing the black. He jerseys. graduated now. Oh, he's got a degree. He did. He walked at Florida State. Not good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jameis. I'm cheering for him. I just think it's funny. I think it's funny that you know some dude like. Jim White or something next to like looked over in the graduation and I was like, oh hell, I'm sitting next to Jameis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like <laughs> that's like Drew Brees. Drew Brees did the um like pregame thingy at an LSU baseball game recently. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. I oh, know. I mean, I listened to it. I was like ready to run through a wall. I mean, really, he, he's great. I'd hate to be the guy. Hey, replace Drew Brees in New Orleans. Go for it. But he was doing well before he got hurt. Not great, but he was doing well. I mean, they look, were winning. They they beat the hell out of the Packers in like week one or two, yeah. or whenever that was. I mean, to where we we're beat like, Tampa. oh, Super Bowl, beat Tampa, they beat Tampa. Yeah. No, they look. Let's hit some of the playoffs. They beat Tampa. I mean, got, got their number. Oh. Speaking of New Orleans, podcast brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Louisiana-based shrimp company giving you restaurant-quality shrimp with lots of different flavors, including a new one you can get. They've got Simply Shrimp, plain option, great for kids, great if you want to doctor it up. You want to be a little bit of a chef, but you get quality shrimp in the process as well. Try that Simply Shrimp to go with their four other flavors, garlic herb butter, French Quarter Alfredo, signature Louisiana shrimp bowl, a little spicier option there. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Free shipping straight to your door. And then, uh, remember, 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, whatever the case may be, Service Specialist's goal is uh, to get to know you, know your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move, and help you find uh, the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's uh, call Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138, or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers uh, from lifestyle to nightlife to work. They've got the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves 
one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. There's 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available. It's CorinthDental.com. Uh, we also are brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga, Daryl Oliver, and uh, Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. Um, they also can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs, uh, whether it's a partial shipment or a flatbed or a truckload, whether you need uh, air and ground expedited services, whatever the case may be, they can help you there. 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot going on at Southern Traditions, including camp season starting uh, May the 30th. So get in touch with them on Instagram or Facebook at Southern Traditions Farm. Send uh, Bowers Cone an email, bowerscone1, the number one, at gmail.com. Find out more about the camps running through the month of May. Pockets brought to you by GNM Pharmacy. They're on South Lamar in Oxford, 662-236-2222. Get your medications moved over to GNM from the big box stores where they would care about you and make it easy with free delivery in the Oxford area and more perks. If you use your local community pharmacy, also in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs, so give them a call. They'll take care of the rest. That's GNM there on South Lamar in Oxford. Again, 662-236-2222. Oh, uh... Because he's right. I thought Ryan Tannehill was interesting yesterday. He was talking um, to the media, and essentially he meant a couple different things. One, that he uh, had to go through some therapy after their playoff loss. They really struggled with missing what he believed to be that opportunity after being the one seed and losing there in that game. Sure. Not playing overly well. Um, so that he's finally at a point to be able to look back on it and learn from it moving forward. Um, I don't see anybody bashing him over that. And then uh, – what? Nothing. Yeah, all right? Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing, too, and he's right here, too. He was asking about Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. And basically, is he going to be one to mentor or whatever the word they use there? And he said, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. We're competing. Yeah, he's right. He's, he's right. still, in his mind, the window and the starter. Willis, it's Willis's job to take things from Tannehill and to learn how a professional plays the quarterback position. It is not Tannehill's job to lessen himself to make sure Malik Willis is ready and comfortable with whatever is coming up in the future. No, I have no issue with what he said. He didn't say I'm going to poison his food. (laughs) But he said, hey, this guy's coming to take my job, and I don't want to give him my job. Yeah, I mean. They're going to be in the same room. We're going to watch the same fields. Uh, film. We're going to go through the same drills. I, I, and they I, still believe their windows open. It's not even a situation like Kurt Warner and Eli where it's like, okay, look, here's why you're here. Of course. Even then, you're competing, but hey, look, yeah. we, we know the score here, guys. Yeah. I mean, then the day Malik Willis is just a third-round pick. Hey, well, that's the big difference. Eli Manning was the number one pick overall. When You, you knew when you were Kurt Warner and they drafted a, 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 a quarterback, number one, that they're bringing that quarterback in to be the starter. That's why Aaron Rodgers was so pissed about Jordan Love. You're using a first-round pick on a quarterback when you have me? 
the point. He had, he, I mean, Aaron Rodgers gets criticized for it, but he, he was exactly right. But, like, it's not Sam Darnold's job to mentor Matt Corral. Yeah. Don't create a hostile work environment. Of course not. Out. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. look, I'm, I'm not handing you the job. You're going to have to take it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Now, speaking of purgatory, Tannehill has the Titans in purgatory. He does. But that's not, I mean, not his problem in a way. He does. It's not his. Yes, it's the Titans' responsibility to figure that out. And then the last three paragraphs here that I all found kind of interesting in different ways. Tuesday, this is from ESPN. Tuesday also marked Tannehill's first chance to publicly react to the Titans' draft night trade that sent number one wide receiver A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Titans used the first-round pick on Traylon Burks, blah, 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 however mm-hmm. they said that. Quote, I was shocked. When I first found out, I'm like, this isn't real. It's ha- it's not happening. It's a rumor. And then I talked to AJ, found out it was real. I slept terrible that night and kept thinking it was just a bad dream, but that's where we're at. Mm. Interesting quote there. That is interesting. And then, <laughs> it was like a little bit of a dig, but I kind of found this funny. Tanny Hill wasn't in attendance for the volunteer portion of all-season team activities because he needed to finish a renovation at his home in Florida. <laughs> volunteer? <laughs> it's <laughs> a little point in there in the story. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It did say, however, that select Titans receivers went to South Florida to work out with Tannehill during the offseason at his home. So they went to him instead of him coming to Nashville. He's making a lot of money. It's fine. It's all. It doesn't matter. It's not changing their season. The offseason couple of workouts are not. You don't think that's going to move it either way? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, when does the schedule come out? I no it's next week. Is it? I don't know. When is NFL schedule? For some reason, I think it's like next Thursday. Oh, one hour ago. Oh, that's the international schedule. Yeah, duh. Okay. So, I think the whole schedule comes out next week. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. May 12th, 7 o'clock. Yeah, week from tomorrow. Yep, 7 o'clock, May 12th. NFL can turn a schedule release they into can. an entire day. They can. Them and, frankly, next up is the SEC when they do that night SEC network thing. Yeah. It's pretty well done. That's one of the things I will give the SEC network is they do a pretty good job on the schedule release night of week by week and everybody writing it down and mm-hmm. doing the, the whole deal. When but is that? Summer sometime. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, we will uh, be back tomorrow. I'm sure there will be other topics between now and then. We've got 24 hours of crap coming up before uh, we get back together. So hope you have a great day. Again, Nell's Mobag, some more baseball coming up. I know you're excited later in the day as well. <laughs> and uh, leading toward Ole Miss and Missouri Friday from Swayze Field. So take care. Have a good day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.